Economic and social disruptions accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic have sharply affected labor migration in Asia. In this podcast, ADBI Capacity Building and Training Economist Pichaya Sirivanabut describes the pandemic's implications for labor mobility, as well as the role of digitalization in boosting labor migration management moving forward. The discussion draws upon labor migration in Asia, impacts of the COVID-19 and the post-pandemic future, a report by ADBI, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, and International Labor Organization. Hi, Pichaya. Thanks for joining Asia's Developing Future. Can you give us an overview of the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on migration flows in Asia? In 2020, probably until now, the driver of the migration has been disrupted by COVID-19 and the measure to contain the virus spread. The pandemic influenced most migration movement and corridors in the world, driving down migration flow. In Asia in particular, migration corridors that are normally very active suddenly closed for several months. Origin and destination countries apply strict entry rules to control the pandemic within their borders. For example, if you see the migration flow to Asia, we saw saw a decline in immigration issues visa at foreign service costs, 43% in 2020. The main destination in Asia saw significant decline in inflow and in stock of the foreign worker. For example, the number of foreigners entering Japan on work visa decreased from 123,000 to 327, compared to the same period in 2019. How about the financial implications of these changes in areas like remittances? Looking at the financial side, the growth in remittance inflow in Asia was actually evident in most sub-regions in 2019. However, there was an estimate decline in 2020 due to the impact of COVID-19. The inflow to tough economies collectively fell by 18.1 billion US dollars in 2020, or approximately 7.4% of the projected decline in Asia. Can you explain the effect of the COVID-19 crisis on migrant workers themselves? Further migrant worker in Asia has been disproportionately affected by the pandemic, and they are among the most vulnerable groups. These vulnerability are the reflection of some structural flaw in the labor migration system in a number of countries. The disproportion is evident in the area of workplace exposure. For example, different work nature require different protection, or also in the area of substandard housing and overcrowded housing or accommodation of the migrant workers, as well as Inclusion from insurance coverage or social benefits like unemployment insurance or income support measures. Generally, the impact are different and tend to lay heavily on women migrant workers and also the domestic workers. This is because they have lower access to education and information, which probably cause them to have less skills. Undocumented workers have been subject to detention in unsafe conditions. Moreover, return and reintegration challenges can also be seen, particularly in South Asia and the Philippines. How have origin and destination countries in Asia revised their migration policies in response to the pandemic? And what are some possible next steps? 
That's a very good question. For country of origin, threatening the process of repatriation, quarantine, and reintegrations are mandatory. Country of destination also should facilitate migrant workers' deployment and their ability to stay in destination countries. This can be done through extension of work permits, accommodation, vaccine rollout, health consideration, include COVID-19 tests or health screening. We need to strengthen level migration governance. The migrant worker admission and employment model implemented in Asia and in the GCC country is usually based on relatively liberal entry, restricted light, and limited soldier. Fair wages, equal treatment in social protection, and decent living condition for migrant workers should be key consideration when admitting migrant and during their employment. The next recommendation would be enhanced wage protection and improved wages. This is to protect migrant workers from problems with wage and benefit non-payment, delay, or reduction during the COVID-19 crisis or the other crises. Next one is just to improve housing. It is important to also regulate minimum standard for living condition for live-in domestic worker. For example, live-in domestic worker need decent living condition that respect their privacy. Extend migrant worker social protection also important for the domestic worker. International level organization standard call for equal treatment of nationals and migrant worker in social protection. Social protection itself a key element in crisis preparedness and response. Moving forward, a combination of unilateral, bilateral, and multilateral intervention are needed to enhance migrant worker access for social security. How could technology support labor migration management? As we now living in the digitalization world, there are new technologies developed to help reshape labor mobility and landscape for international migration. We call them MIGTEC. MIGTEC is technology that assists and empowers migrants and facilitates migration through information and communication technology and business, human resources, education, and civic technologies. Most MIGTEC operate through mobile phones or smartphones. MIGTEC basically help migrant workers to improve access to information, which resulted in better understanding of migrant worker rights, greater confidence and willingness to access justice. Also help to facilitate social cohesion and integration by enhancing migrant ability to manage their transnational life and access welfare and support services. In sum, it promotes migrant social and economic empowerment. Are there any challenges we should be aware of as using MIGTEC? Despite these benefits, some challenges must be addressed. There are digital identity solution and blockchain technology, data privacy and security risk, big data sources, measuring accessing effectiveness of MIGTEC or app, new form of global division of labor and migration, digital divide, of course, and the risk of supporting irregular migration. What are some solutions for facilitating the uptake and effective implementation of MIGTEC outlined in the OECD ADBI ILO Labor Migration Report? In response to the challenges that I just mentioned, 
A set of policy recommendations include digital literacy and skill training for migrants throughout the migration cycle, as well as inclusivity in the design system and processes underpinning digital activities and transactions. The recommendation also includes stakeholder partnership in providing support, including funding to innovators, greater data collection effort on labor migration, and migrant access to technology. That's, of course, important. Partnership in the design of tools, monitoring and evaluation, iterative development of existing tools, building new initiatives. Last but not least, the reduction of regulatory restrictions and policy barriers that infringe the supply of digital technology and digital enabled services should be included in the recommendation set. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.